Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Alright, so, uh, the priest and Val begins... Uh, it goes through a couple of more or less complaints about the city, which you all just start to tune out as you guys say your goodbyes to Arya. Uh, and then by the time she walks out, uh, with the last look over her shoulder and a quick little wave. Believe it! <laughs> all right. Oops. I should have been paying attention to this. My bad, I was not looking at roll 20 at all. Oh, now you good, fam? Um, but, yes, yeah, so, Gurdon, you have the warm, asty, just kind of watching Arya leave a little confused. But we're she really didn't have time to bond to her, really. Yeah, we're having cuddles. Yeah. Um, so... Once the priest realizes that, you know, Arya's gone, he said his bit, and it's obvious that he's not really getting anywhere, uh, he makes a, a final statement to say, we will not recognize these cultists as a church until you can prove otherwise. And so he gets up and they leave. Percival just sits and waits patiently. Balin, flipping him off. Uh, and it it takes Anvil a moment to put it together because you know the, the whole three finger thing. Yeah, but you know he eventually like gets in oh, and huffs his way down. Um, He'll do the Boston arm if he needs to. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. <laughs> a reference I haven't heard in a long, long time. One of my friends oh. gave me his HBO Max uh, login, and it's on there, and I've been watching it, and that's the end of my sidetrack. Yeah, I've got the first five seasons on DVD. I've got them on my iPod somewhere. It's on this desk behind this computer somewhere. <clears throat> anyway. Gee. Uh, so, Percival lets the guy leave, and it's like, so, I'm a little sad to see you guys are leaving. Um, I kind of wanted to to follow up on a couple things with you guys before you left. Uh, and and yes, Captain, we are going to be petitioning for you know recognition. Um, but you know, but not right now. That's I just want to let you know that that's coming since it sounds like they are not happy about it. Uh, but for you all. Um, no, again, we were kind of hoping you would stay for a little while longer, but but, but a uh, slow turn towards the captain. <laughs> and we're turns to look over and goes, uh-uh. <laughs> and it takes him a minute because like you're kind of like on his blind side, <laughs> so it's like you you're kind of doing like the <laughs> the, the slow turn and then the. the <laughs> um. So, personal things. 
So I wanted to clarify if you guys knew anything about what happened to uh, Mr. Einrich and his shop. Because we've said that you were not involved, but they kept saying the key was somehow responsible. And I can't believe that. But I wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> Gerd is holding on to Asti. We don't, we don't have any keys here. <laughs> I mean, this was brought to our attention by means of contract. No, I don't know anything about that. Sorry, I have to consult my notes real quick. So the key that Percival is probably referring to is what he's been calling Kalen. Everything okay, that unlocked part of the device. Oh, okay. that that's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure because I know I know we've had Asti as a key, and I couldn't yep. remember exactly if I was key to or another form of that word. But, but I've okay. been privy to that information. Yes, because okay. he also announced it at the riots. Yep. Oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> um, my bad. Wrong key. Okay. Kalen's going to step forward and just be like, Percival, no, we had absolutely nothing to do with what happened to Einrich. We were shocked to find out. Um, we honestly don't, we don't know much than what we've been told other than someone ransacked his building and destroyed his hands. Um, he's going to kind of look at Amar. That's, that's really all we know so far. Mm. Amor just kind of nods, and Percival looks at Amar and looks a little confused. Well, we found him. We got him away from the group that was attacking him, and it was just like a, a group of people. They were, they were kind of being led around by this uh, this really big guy. Um, I mean, he was human. Uh, was Was this after the the other mobs? Yeah, yeah. It, it was when, you know, because we were kind of heading back that way. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I wanted to get some, you know, some donuts. I was hoping they might be open because, you know, sometimes businesses will do that when there's some sort of panic. But uh, sure. we never made it. So I don't know if they did. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it was after that. There was some real big guy. I, I didn't recognize him. What did he look like? De- describe this man. Oh, uh, so he was a, a tall human, like, really tall, like six, seven, something like that. Like, real tall, real broad. Um, he was wearing black clothes, uh, had some sort of, like, red accents kind of on it. Um, nose was, was kind of broad up top here, like it had broken a bunch. I do a history check to see if any of this sounds familiar. I'd like Absolutely. to do the same. Yep, same thing. You're right at? It is not familiar. Okay. Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, Root, if you wanted to participate, it'll be a history check for this one. Okay. You guys don't recall seeing any humans that match that description in either mob? What about the uh, the color scheme of these robes? Uh, it does sound vaguely reminiscent of what uh, 
the Salotians were wearing. It's not exact, but it, it seems close. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch to say that. And and they were referencing they they were saying what you call me, the key. They were looking for the key. Uh yeah, they said you can blame the key for this. Uh they were kind of saying a bunch of stuff, and we were kind of fighting some of them, you know, uh, alleged, alleged, allegedly. Amber just kind of waves his hand, like, just kind of over it. Um, well, hold I, on. I, anyway. how, come, how come they get a free pass on, on, on acts of violence, and we yeah. had to get a contract yeah. in place? Good, 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 good. Okay, bring it in. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, they don't. And Amar looks very pointedly at Percival. They are also under investigation for their involvement in these mobs. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of lifts his head and looks back up at you, shakes his head and goes back to Percival. And Percival continues. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So I feel better knowing that you guys weren't involved. Uh, I don't I don't know why they would have brought that up, and I figure somebody like that would have been, you know, fighting beforehand, because they got away real fast with no problem. Um, I'm also curious to know why they knew we were staying at Amar's. Or not Amar's, Einrich's. Oh. Uh, they knew we were staying at Amar's. And then Amar goes, oh, shit. Well, time for me to find out whether or not I got a house. <laughs> Would you All like right. some company to find this out? Nope. Turns out it's, I just came into a wagon. Is Clara visible or is she back in the shadows? She's still a little bit back in the shadow of the group. You can see she'll peek out now and then, but for the most part, she's when you do see her, she's usually looking down at Percival and then she'll pull back. Okay. Because he's going to try, if he sees her, he's going to try and make eye contact with her when he says this. It's as if someone knew we were staying there and shared that information. Because we, we've been very limited with who we've told about that. And he's going to try and just see if there's any reaction. Uh, she has not made a lot of eye contact with you since she first glared at you. Um. You can make an insight check to see if you can see any sort of reaction in any of the body language. Sure, why not? When the DM gives you an option to roll some dice, you roll dice. Well, that was shit. No, oh, it's pretty hard to tell. She's, yeah. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, but Percival looks a little taken aback, and he's like, "I hadn't considered that actually. Um, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look into that for you." I mean, Maybe, maybe leave that to the officials. And he's kind of going to try and give Amar a look like, I'm trying to get them not to interfere with your work, not trying to give you more work. If he has to say that out loud, he will. <laughs> um, it takes Amar a moment, and then he goes, uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Whitrow, we, we do handle most of the investigations. Any information that you do have, we would appreciate. But um, it's kind of our job. Well, then the last thing we want to do is uh, we had a couple of little things that we had picked up 
you know, during all the kerfuffle and we already went through the lost and found process and no one claimed it. Um, kind of want to know if you guys know who these items belonged to. One of them I, I thought might have been Mr. Gurdon's, but might be wrong. Um, and so they open up the large black chest and they pull out this this unusual looking shield. It is, it's mostly wood. It has a metal fish kind of emblazoned on the front center. And along the edges, it has these wire spokes that stick out and kind of go around. Uh, the, as soon as they take it up out of the box, you instantly get the smell of frying oil. And a little bit of sweetness, like as if there was, you know, someone was like frying something that was battered. Mm. Does this look familiar to you? Does, does this look familiar to me? <laughs> uh, if you have proficiency in blacksmithing tools, you can make a blacksmithing tool check using wisdom on proficiency. No, no, no I don't. Okay. Uh, then you can make another history check if you like. I'll make another history check. 14. You actually are not familiar with this particular item. Uh, is it, he holding it? He's holding it, right? Well, one of the guys in the back is holding it, but he will come forward to hand it to you. I don't like to be handed things. Put it on the table. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> Just kind of like turns his head and is a little confused, <laughs> and then sets it on the table in front of you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't rec, I don't recognize this shield. Um, it's you know functionally it's a tower shield, so it's a bit longer <clears throat> than the one that you currently use. Um, you can make an Arcana check if you would like. I would love to do that thing. That's a nine. Got it. Looks cool. Um, this is a cool ass shield, though, guys. It smells like food and stuff. Yeah. Um. One one of the other folks said they thought it might be magical, but we didn't have anybody that could check that. But I don't know. Maybe if you spend some time with it, would you like it? Yes. Yes, I would like this. It's yours. Um. So now, over the course of a short rest, you could try to investigate this item a little bit more, kind of like attune to it. Uh, see if you can gather some information on it. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, Miss Root. Uh, they pull out a large sort of... It kind of looks like a robe, but it's far too thin. It looks like a very lightweight material. Um, sort of kimono-esque. But there are a bunch of patches on it. Like, some of these patches look like, you know, bags of gold. Some of them look like uh, a horse. There's a, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff here. What was that? That's pretty. Oh, okay, so I guess it's not yours. Nobody. Sure. 
Sure. Um, here. Uh, and they bring it over and pass it to you. Um, go ahead and make an Arcana check. It does not take you too long uh, to figure out what is going on with this rather unique item. Uh, this is a robe of useful items. There we go. Uh, but this one is a little bit more delicate, I think, if... Oh, no, just did the thumbnail. Back nabbit. Let me try this. Oh, mercy. Okay. <clears throat> that was not it. <laughs> right. That was a rowboat in there. Yeah. So I'll generate the items that are actually attached to it later. Uh, I figure we probably weren't going to get to it tonight anyway. But uh, this does not require attunement, so it is a magical item you can wear and use immediately. I would like to. All right. Uh, and after a moment, like it feels a little bit too loose, and you kind of tug on it a little bit, and you can feel it shift, and then it starts to fit a little bit more comfortably. Uh, and for you, Mr. Caitlin, we know that this isn't yours. Um, we actually worked with someone to make this item for you. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, so it's it's a boomerang to replace the one you currently have. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ken doesn't remember if he made the item separately, because I don't want you to buy stuff. Oh. I'll have access if it's an act Here, I'm going to copy-paste another huge chunk of stuff. Uh, it's a, a storm boomerang. It it took a little doing, but I remember that you had used a boomerang, you know, kind of like when we first met. It was it was one of your shoulder-mounted things. And we, you know, we thought it was cool. So uh, we pitched together to, to get this set up here for you. Thank you. He's going to take it, kind of bow. Thank you very much. Of course. It, it, it also does not require attunement, and he does take a moment to explain what it does. Um, so we also... And like he looks around like, I, I'm sorry, uh, normal human repair person. Uh, we don't I didn't really know if you were part of the group regularly or not, so we didn't actually have anything set aside for you. Um, so, instead, could we could we donate some money to help you guys out a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that we will happily, we accept that. I also love how that was yes to find his voice. <laughs> I know nothing. I admit to nothing. <laughs> that was great. It was done well. It was done well. <laughs> Too many NPCs in a room at a time. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? I have no one to blame but me. Hey, we vol we volunteered them. As much as we love them. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so. Oh, okay, Mr. Kidlin. 
could you perhaps help us out with this? And, like, he passes the bag up to you. It's 75 gold. Okay. I'm just going to add 100 gold right now, because I got Arya's. Oh, yeah. Sure, I'll keep that. Thank you. That's a lot of money. You need to invest properly. Land, real estate. House. I will invest. Never mind, I'll do that later. Right now. <laughs> Apparently I'm gone. <laughs> I've the beard. No one can see me. I've hidden away. Oh no. I no longer exist anywhere. What is this void that I exist within? There we go. Damn camera and cords and shit. Uh, so there's a little bit more conversing. Is there anything that you guys wanted to discuss with Percival or amongst yourselves going back to the room? Um, Kaylin's going to want to talk to Percival ahead. a little bit before leaving. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was just uh, looking for any more information about this mob that raided Einrich's place. We got some first-hand accounts here. I was just curious to see if any, like any of the mob, like the, were they all wearing the same things? Did they have any weird mannerisms about them as they were raiding? There's a fat cat on the screen. Oh. Is that Bailey? Um. So, and because that one's actually going to be quicker, I'm going to jump and do that one real quick. Yeah, that's right. Really yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start. So, I'll be right back anyway. So. so, the only person of note was the rather large human. Well, Everyone definitely else? Not, definitely not an orc with a with a cleaver and a, and a shield, right? Uh, definitely not. That guy was not present. Uh, they're... They are a little confused because they're not sure who picked the body up. Um, Amar will... You see him shift uncomfortably, even with a passive insight. You see that he seems to know something about that, but he's not volunteering it. The um, body of... Wait, which body? The orc. Oh, the orc body. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was curious about him, too, but I was going to let that one slide. Uh, but every other member that was in that mob... Uh, Percival is positive was part of the lynch mob that was going after the fire dude. Okay. Uh, and he'll call out like different features, but they're, you know, it's like generic citizen A who had a scar under his ear, generic yeah, citizen you know, B. Like no weird badges or uniform to the witness. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that one's scotch. Another fat cat. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow, yeah. The chalks. Oh, the airplane ears, too. <laughs> anyway. Yep, and, and Kaylin's gone now. Um, Root, was there oh. anything that you wanted to ask or discuss? I mean, if we're filling time, we could talk about the orc, but... <laughs> Does this shield belong to him? He had a shield, right? It was pretty large. He did have a large shield, but this does not seem to match. Okay. Is it the Germans from the boat? Uh, sorry, I really can't hear you. It's like real soft. Is it the people from the boat? 
so the people on the boat were almost exclusively hobgoblins. If you want, you can make a new history check. The description of the human seems close to the height and width of one of the hobgoblins on the ship. But the issue is, you know, the, the race being drastically different. But the clearly broken... You know, the nose has been kind of, like, flattened. So it's not like, you know, Owen Wilson, like, cracked to the side. Like, it's been flattened from just constant abuse. Um, that does seem a little familiar. It's one of those, like, but if you cross your eyes, it's still not quite the right thing. But it's pretty damn close. Gotcha. Root would like to share this information with Amar. Oh, the, the human that looked like a hobgoblin? Or what? What are we thinking here? Look at the sailor. Look at the sailor. Look at sailor. I mean, they left. I mean, when they come, if they come back, I can definitely take a look at them. But, well, help me out here. What's the connection you're making between the two? We accuse them of stuff. Now it looks like they're trying to accuse us of stuff. Hmm. So you think that the sailors are the ones who spread the rumor that it was your fault? Maybe. I cannot confirm nor deny. Oh, I'm positive that you guys didn't do it. Thank but you. most of the connections between you guys and this was the whole key thing and, you know, that nonsense. Could Einrich have been... Could they have seen Einrich as a traitor? Uh, I mean, it's a possibility, but he's lived here for years. Like he's he's a full citizen, did his time here, everything. Like he's, he's he's a weird guy, you know, real grumpy as hell. But you know, hey, Meta, real quick. Yes. Whenever we're having thoughts and we're communicating, tell like, is this how does Asti work? When I'm thinking something, can she just read my thoughts? You guys aren't quite sure of her extent of that yet. Okay. I want to experiment with this real quick. Okay. I'm going to not look at Ashley, but I'm going to think. Um, happy thoughts. I'm going to think. Uh, let's see. Like, I, like ice energy. And then I'm going to think about Asti and see if there's any response that pops into my head. But I'm not going to, like, acknowledge her, like, like I'm going to look over, but I'm going to try and see if she reacts to any of that. So when you're thinking of the ice energy, are you thinking of, like, giving it to her kind of a thing, or just that it exists, ice energy like, is a thing? Like, like producing it up as, as an offering almost in my hand. That's what I envision in my head. Okay. Uh, she's currently got her chin rest up on your shoulders, kind of nuzzling to your neck. And then all of a sudden her hand, her head whips up and around and is looking down at your hands. Okay. And she looks so up and looks you in the face kind of expectantly. And yeah, I'll, I'll have the thought, you can read my mind at will and see if she acknowledges that. She? He? It? Um... 
You get an image of Aurora. Mm -hmm. And then an image of Asti. Okay. And then you get an image of you and then Asti and a feeling of negative. Then you get an image of Root and then Asti and a positive. And then we get an image of Gurdon checking his spellbook real quick. <laughs> do, 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 do. What's Asti feeling? Um, what would Asti's feeling of Kalen be? Uh, she does give you an image of Kalen, image of Asti, and a negative. Oh. Then you get an image of Arya, Asti, positive. Amar, Asti, negative. Hmm. Kalen doesn't know that. Also, I think yeah. Kalen's reading the wrong thing into this, but I will love it. <clears throat> I'm playing with you too long, Ken. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sitting going to make me that? But wait. But wait. Hmm. Then you get an image of Clara, Asti, and then a begrudging positive, but then a feeling of anger. All right. The anger does feel separate from the other messages she's been sending you. Yeah, so the only <laughs> Bible spell I think I have in place here we're going to go ahead and cast on the corner of this table to make it happen real quick and see how it plays out. And I'm going to be like, all right, guys, I got to feed my dragon. And then I cast continual flame on the corner of the table. <laughs> could, you, could you post that one in the chat? Because if it is what I think it is, this might be interesting. This would be very interesting. I think it's like a second level spell, isn't it? It's a second level spell. Oh, goodness. I am concerned. Well, I mean, all right, so it it produces... Let me see if I can figure out how to make this happen. Gurdon is never going to not live down the fact that he just is a pyromaniac and will just burn things down randomly. All right, let's see if this pops in. Here we go. <clears throat> and I do have the gold for this, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. <laughs> um, at first, you know, the, it lights up this little torch on the corner. Amor goes, "Yeah, you know what? Might as well, I guess." Fuck this thing. And then Asti like doesn't really hop off. He just reaches down and bites at it and chomps, and you see her eat some of the flame, and it immediately comes right back up. And then she, she takes another bite out of the flame. She turns her head to the side. Hops down off of you and just kind of like paws on either side of the flame and is like actively taking bites. Turns her head and then starts tearing into the table. And Amar's just like he's leaned away and he's holding his cane up as if it were like, you know, something he's going to whack her with. And she's just like shredding at the wood next to it, trying to tear this fire off of the table. And <clears throat> Still burning in place. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, so, 
one thing for uh, spell components, I don't want people to... So, I mean, I know... Actually, this is mostly for Root, because I don't think this has come up yet. But when it comes to spell components, uh, I just kind of assume that you have an item so that you can cast it, or that you spend time separately picking these things up. So, in-game, you can just... You know, if a spell has a cost, you can just pay the cost out of gold and just assume that the thing happened. Please feel free to use it as part of, like, the spell description if you want to. Uh, like, I think Revivify has a diamond component, like 300 gold or something like that. So you would subtract out 300 gold, and then you can use the diamond part just as, you know, your flavor text. Uh, so in this case, you know, Gurdon would be paying out the 50 gold uh, for casting the spell, but I'm not going to make him go, well, did you get a rupee? <laughs> Yeah, it into a pile of dust. Yeah, I'm I'm not that worried about it. But yes, uh, so she is now quite preoccupied uh, in this mass of splinter and raging pseudo dragon. Uh, Kaylin Percival looks horrified, uh, but he is available to talk. <laughs> he's he's gonna go after, go over to him. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing to be concerned of right now. Um, Gerd's in the background going, get it, get it. <laughs> he's just, she's just eating. Um, we think. We, we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, question to you. Um, I'll be leaving town for a while. Uh, not sure when or if I'll be ever be able to come back, but I I want to make sure you guys and the Theolos do having anything in you can to keep peace around here, but don't just try to stay out of Amar's way. Um, be a light where there can be a lot of dark, and remember that there there's always a balance. Do everything. Um, do you happen to have? He's gonna. He even though he's been called the key, he's gonna call it the key. Do you have the key with you? And he'll point to you, and then, oh, oh, I mean, I have the 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 scripture. Yeah, and he brings the tablet out, and you hear the group behind him to kind of murmur a little bit, and he opens it and holds it out towards you. You mind if? Is he like like offering like like me to be able to hold it, or is he just holding it up to me? Uh, so far, every other time that you've interacted with it, you just touched it. So he is currently un- operating under that assumption. Okay, I, he's gonna. Do you mind if I hold it? Oh yes, of course. Caleb's gonna take it and try and interact with it. Got it. Um. You hold on to it and you try to focus in on it, try to picture it unlocking. Just kind of, and the screen stays black. And then, like, there's a there's a new method to open it now. I, I've secured it, actually. You do show me. Okay. And so he goes over and like you see him slide his hands down the sides of it. And then you, his fingers kind of touch in a couple of times. 
and then you see this thing pop up on screen and you can see a lock uh, on one side like on the right hand side you see a key on the other and so he touches his finger to the key and you hear him start praying and move the key with his finger to the lock and then it opens back up you've been really exploring this you've you've found a lot of new tools and methods from this device yes so we we know that it's important to protect the information now and i think that this probably used to have more on it Probably did, but remember, you you can protect the information, but don't don't shield it from others. Of course, of course. Always be willing to share. Yes, we just want to protect it from those who would uh, remove it. Of course. Now he's gonna look at it. <laughs> um. So now as you look into it and you can see different places, you see what appears to be like a church bell in a corner, uh, and it has a one on it. You tap that and the screen changes, and it's a bunch of gibberish. Like There's a bunch of weird symbols. Every once in a while you'll see like a letter in common. Uh, or Do you speak Draconic? Yes, I I realized when I went back through when I did my multi-classing, I had left off like languages that I could speak. Like I had empty spots of stuff I could do. And yeah, I added Draconic. Good choice. Uh, yes, so you do see letters in Draconic. Uh, you see a couple of numbers that are written out in Draconic, which is a little unusual. Um, and a few letters, but none of them are actually put together into any kind of words okay. uh, until you get almost to the bottom where you can very clearly read uh, again in Draconic report in he'll click it okay uh, you tap on the message and the screen flashes uh, it turns bright white and then all of a sudden begins to shatter. The light itself is breaking itself up, almost like it's breaking in fractal patterns. And then it starts to rearrange, and you see these large squares that pop up, and occasionally it'll be blue or green or yellow. You see red will pop up. It looks sort of like a pink kind of magenta-y sort of red. Um, and these will flash all over the screen, and you'll see these darker ones that then kind of begin to form. And you see a face. Um, it's not really well defined, so it's not like a, a picture. It's just these large squares that have formed around into things that you can tell are eyes, and you can see a nose. You see a mouth. And the way some of the pixels are, it almost looks like there's a mustache and beard kind of situation going on. <laughs> and then it, like, you just get this garbled bit of nonsense. And then your vision goes black. Uh, Gurdon, you are quite busy with Assy. Get it, get it, get it. And she has now completely shredded the corner of the table. Amar is just staring now. He's put the cane down a little bit ago, and he's just kind of staring. 
And so she's tearing at this olden space that's on fire. Uh, but Root, you can see Kalen, like the lights that make up his eyes and mouth, turn off. Uh, and then the device he's holding turns off. And it's maybe a, a minute. Um, Asti has started to attack the fire now with her tail. Uh, and you can see that, you know, she start getting feelings of annoyed. Fix, I fix, I fix. <laughs> um, and then, Kaylin, you get an image of what looks like a bowl with a large obelisk in the middle of it. And you see this runic inscription across the ground, but it's like massive. And then you get another image of another one of these bowls, but it's like folded up, sort of like an umbrella. But it's underground. And you get a general indication, which is west. And then you w open up your eyes, and you get immediately blasted with iFix, iFix, iFix. <laughs> and we're dispelling that. <laughs> Can you try to distract Asti from the I fix? Uh, once the fire is dispelled and she takes a final bite of it and it goes out, she looks around a little bewildered, and then you see her wings flap out real sudden. She starts prancing to Gurdon. I fix. And the pride that is is just radiating out is radiating out of me. Table <laughs> um, is shredded. About a third of it is just gone. Uh, <laughs> the floor is torn apart. Kaylin, you, you swear you turned your back on her for a minute, if that. And then we cuddle Rip. some more. <laughs> Good job. What? What? No. <sighs> I don't, you know what? He's going to look at Amar. I'm sorry. I had a plan and then I forgot what it was because this was more fun. Root still wants to try to distract Asti from the iFix. Okay. How would you like to do that? I don't know yet. Okay. Um, potentially, Mr. DM. Use mm -hmm. whip to create like a little cat whippy toy. Okay. Um, I would you allow me to take the liberty to say that you do this to the end of Amar's staff or Amar's cane? Yes. Yes. Okay. You would love this. So Amar is like holding it, like has kind of set it down a bit, and all of a sudden, like you know. He turns and looks and pulls it forward and he sees this long, thin thorn that comes off the end of his cane. And at the bottom end of that is this flower that almost just seems like a bunch of very thin, straight petals. And Asti cuddles up into Gurdon and then... <laughs> Squirrel! Her head starts snapping around quickly, following it, as Amor is trying to... Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and once again, Gurdon's like, get it. 
Get it. Hey, Caleb's like, ah. She lunges out and grabs it and just, she forgets her size immediately. So, Gurdon, you get shoved back a little bit by her leaping off of you. And she just collides into the set of chairs on the other side. The cane has been ripped from his grip and he's just about this, but she was in an I fix mode, and we don't want that. I don't know what that means. You don't want to know. You do. Wait. I mean, you do know what it means. She's adorable. Can someone get? I need my cane to walk, please. <laughs> I'll buy you a new one if necessary, Amar. But I fix equals frat house. Oh fuck me. I, I kind of need that cane. It kind of has a... It's more than just a cane. Yeah, I'm going to walk over and grab the cane, take the string off, give him the cane, but then just do that number and do the whole, like, let it stay, and then as soon as she jumps for it, like, pop it up. Try and make the flip. Oh, 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 oh. You almost got it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I... Okay, here we go. Miss Root. Yeah. I got some books for you guys. Thank you. And again, I'm really sorry about having to, like, you know, temporarily magical pain thing, but like, avert ISIS. Yeah. Yep, no, no, no. It's fine. This is all par for the course. We'll be out of your hair a couple hours. Yeah. Oh, about that right. Um, uh, an aide who apparently has been standing behind the door, and you've kind of put this together later once Amar like opens it and you see the guy's just kind of like leaning against the doorway holding a bag, just himself off, passes over the bag, salutes, and then walks off very quickly. Oh, great. Alright, well, fuck me. Uh, here we go. Caitlin, this is one of your requests. Uh, Balance in the Night. It's a Twilight Sister sort of guide. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I've, I've read this one. Any it's good? not for me. Uh, a little dry. Um, I mean, there are some parts that really aren't, but I guess <laughs> those are some sort of odd rituals for different sectors, but uh, probably won't be relevant for you, I don't think. We'll see. New believer. I'm learning more than I wanted to. So, uh... <clears throat> did did uh, Kaelin know? If what? Uh, that Amar... Did, does Amar follow the Twilight Sister? Uh, or just he just has read a bunch of religious books? He's well read. It has not come up whether or not he follows anyone in particular. But he did seem familiar with Palakas. He seemed familiar with Twilight Sister. He'll ask, do you, do you follow? Nah. Oh, okay. Uh, just just like to be well-read. Yeah, I, I used to follow Mushan, but um, yeah, I kind of don't think they care about us much, so I just kind of moved on. Gotcha. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then for... So, first of all, we'll take the tablet back from you once you come back to... Um, so he isn't quite willing to 
part with the item. Uh, uh, Kalen would share some of what he saw, but he's not going to share. Um, he's not going to share the images he saw when he was winked out, but he will kind of tell him there was a notification. A face did appear. You know, if you see that face, just make note of it. It was a face made of squares. Yes, yes, I believe the inside the the um, the source of the light formed into a face of squares. Oh, all right. Um, I I, I will I will keep that in mind. Do you know how you got to that? Do you just describe how you found that spot? Um. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll say yeah. I went to uh, up here. You see this bell? You can. He'll tap on it. He'll kind of walk up through. And uh, I did the report in. It may not give you always the same image. Sometimes it changes. Um, but yes, that's where I found it. Uh, you do see that the bell no longer has a number. I figure. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ah, never mind. I'm be like, is there a track my iPhone? <laughs> track my tablet. Track my Kalen. You can always find your key. <laughs> All right. Uh, the map he gives you uh, is uh, now you do get a world map that's kind of the first little small page and then it unrolls into a large version uh, so basically you can see now everything that's in roll 20 so and it's clearly labeled with political boundaries uh, major roads major cities uh, and yeah so, I mean now you can see all that and what you do see is that the Salotian Empire uh, the only major cities that are listed there are 19, 20, and 21. So it does share a border with Nahari. Nahari. Help us at the bottom. Okay. So we're yeah. going west right now. Correct. Okay. Good deal. All right, Miss Root. Um, has several books for you. Thank you. Uh, so he does advise that he was not able to find any elemental power sources that he could just acquire and give away. Most of them were being used for different things in the city. Uh, part of the water treatment plant had something for water, but they were all kind of minor. And when he gave you, when he gives you a description, you're like, okay, this isn't the same thing as the orb of fire that we saw uh, that was controlling lava. These are all just kind of fun little things, but not anything that really is doing the same job. Um, the there, books... Sorry, what was that? Are there books on Elemental? There um, are. So, there are four books available for you. Scale and Ruin, uh, which has to do with dragons, Draconic Biology and its Deviants, uh, another one that seems to focus on dragons, but from a more scientific perspective, uh, the less anecdotal. 
And then the elemental books are True Weave and the Primal Elements. And one that may just be tangentially connected is Titans, Myth or Elemental Reality. I want all of them. Okay. <clears throat> the genome is typing. There you go. So, those are the book names that you guys have. It might make it easier for those of you who use your computers for notes. Um, another guard comes in, advises that the um, barding for a horse as well as uh, the repair items. Uh, so it's not full barding in the sense of like armor. It's more like you know what you can hook a horse up to. Um, so it is adjustable to the sense that you can fit it to like a donkey up through a war horse, which is like a Clydesdale kind of size. Um, but all of that together was 30 silver. Okay. So there is a covered wagon uh, there is a large chunk of hay that's currently available in it. Um, and then Amar will... Yeah. Okay, so... I had originally asked you all to provide somebody to give up. But now that you've lost someone, I want to be a little softer on that. But it's up to you if you want to take those two jokers with you, or if you want to leave them behind with me. <clears> hey. <throat> Do they want to join us? Because they are creatures of free will. Oh. I'm okay either way. Uh, I mean, going somewhere new is a little scary. You know? Um, I feel like it's fun hanging out with you guys. I don't know how much help will will be. I'm really only familiar with the city here. Look, if you got bulls, I don't give a shit. So... You know, you guys choose what you chooses, and we're going to do what we do. Why don't you guys have a discussion with Amar, see what he wants? <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm just kidding. I would never do that to you, Ken. I'll do two voices, but not three. Yeah. I was looking forward to having a guard, the escorts on this caravan, Norman repair. <laughs> oh, you should have seen it last week when you were out and he was having to do voice you and Arya and Norman repair and Amar, and I was making all all of them just have a conversation together. <laughs> Ken didn't like me. No, I think I threw a little fit afterwards. Like, you make me do one more interaction between these two. I will throw something through the computer. It was so fun. Um. Well, Norm Repair, I, I mean, we would love to have you join us, but I understand if you want to try and get settled. We did promise you, you know, a space. You have your money now. You can perhaps work with Amar here to get some property. Or he might be able to point you in the right direction so you can get some safe property. And if you wish to, you could stay and make that your home. Or if you'd like to join, you are always welcome in our party. Oh, and uh, to save everybody else money, Kaylin's going to go ahead and give the 25 that Arya gave towards the 30. 
because she said that's what she would want that to be used for. Hmm? Uh, the 30 gold, you said? For what? For the wagon the and everything? The wagon. Well, that was 30 silver. Oh. For the parts. Yeah, no, the the 30 gold... Ooh, you guys bought a used one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 25 gold to purchase a used wagon, uh, 30 silver for the barding, and a big thing of hay. Oh. I keep saying barding. It's not barding. It's a... Uh, whatever. The, the the hookup, the yoke, the whatever. Okay. 30 silver. Got it. Well, then he will give... What, you paid 25 for the wagon, Gurdon? He'll, he'll give yeah. you the 25. I mean, okay. He was told to use it for the wagon, so that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna fulfill Arya's wish. All right. Oh. So be it. Well, I mean, I guess you could probably get a horse. The other yeah. Do we want do we want a horse or a Me. cow? Cow would be a little bit slower, um, but it is possible. You could definitely buy a cow. Um. You could buy a horse that you could then switch out. So, like, you know, to prevent it from getting overworked, the horse and route could switch out. Sure. I say we do that. That way we can also, you know, not have root just be a horse the whole time. She can, you know, talk to us. Yeah. That will give her an opportunity to read those books because otherwise she would not be able to. Yeah. That's fair. Let's get a horse. So, are you getting. An older horse for about 30 gold or a fresh horse for 50. So I'm going to assume you don't want a war horse, which would be faster, but also costs a whole lot more. We're going to go with the old guy, I think. Got it. We won't feel bad if it dies. <laughs> That's facts. You said it's 40, is that right? 30. Uh, 30 for an older 30. horse. All right. I'm just going to track it all through my wallet, I guess, guys. We'll figure it out later. Cool. Okay. So, you guys have an opportunity to name your wagon and your horse. Hmm? Alright, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, uh, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, we hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming. <laughs>